Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Palmerbet on the edge of the box. Oh, it's a straight-up screamer! Download our app today and enjoy straight-up screamers this FIFA World Cup with great odds, great promos and same-game multi at Palmerbet. Gamble responsibly. For gambler's help, call 1-800-858-858. Sorry about the noise. My neighbour's sanding his deck. My motto? Don't work on your deck. Play on it. Life's good with a Trex deck. Low maintenance with a 25-year residential warranty. Trex, the world's number one decking brand. For Rebel Sport, celebrating 25 years of helping Kiwis find their win. It's New Zealand's top 25 sporting moments from the last 25 years. Number 19. Thanks for all your nominations, folks, for New Zealand's top 25 sporting moments. In the last 25 years, we've compiled the list based on your feedback. And number 19, yep, number 19 is the New Zealand men's eight winning gold at the 2021 Olympics. coming up, New Zealand coming up and New Zealand have won the gold medal in the eights on the far side United States is second and East Germany is third the New Zealand rowing eight wins the gold at Munich it's looking like New Zealand it really is and their third gold medal in the rowing first for the men here at Tokyo 2020 it's the Kiwis coming up to the line I think Britain are going to be out of it aren't they for a medal, oh no coming through just for the silver. And if you're watching this in New Zealand, how sweet does that feel, guys? Sensational viewing, wasn't it? It really, really was. And joining us now from the gold medal winning crew is a fine young Hawks Bay man by the name of Tom McIntosh. Uh, uh, good morning to you, Tom. In quarantine, I assume. Whereabouts are you at the moment? Hi, Ian. Um, yeah, we're down in Christchurch at the Crown Plaza Hotel. Right, so you're at the Crown Plaza. I mean, how's it going? How frustrating is it just to... I know everyone has to go through it that comes home, but, you know, in your situation, you've got a gold medal to show everyone and you can't do it at the moment. Yeah, well, we've been showing it around on Zoom a lot. Um, it's a wee bit unfortunate because it would have been nice to celebrate with everyone as soon as we touch down, but uh, it's actually been a good experience to get on top of a bit of admin that um, we push to the side for the games. And it's also been a really nice time to reconnect with everyone um, now that we're in my queue. How does it work? Are you, are you allowed, as um, a group of guys, you, how, how much time during the day can you actually see each other or, or talk to each other in person? Uh, so we we get about uh, half an hour to an hour slots down in the car park where we go can go down and have a walk. And um, that is, I think there's three floors or something that we can we can kind of mingle with. But even then, you've got to keep your team years distance. So you go down for a few yarns and do a couple laps of the car park, and then it's back into your rooms. 
Uh, hey, Tom, it's been uh, two weeks exactly, actually, since that fantastic Friday time, 58 minutes of absolutely pure glory from New Zealand's point of view. Uh, has it sunk in that, that you guys were able to get to the top of the podium and become the Olympic champions? Um, no, nah, not yet. It's been, it was a surreal experience, you know. We crossed the line and I looked up at the billboard or the um, the big screen and saw New Zealand on top and I thought, shit, we, we've actually done it. And I sort of said to Bondi, like, have we done it? And he said, yeah, we did. And from there, it was just a surreal experience and um, it was just amazing to think that we actually did it. Tom McIntosh, uh, the men's eight, 1972, so 49 years on. Uh, did you ever talk about uh, what they had done and, and uh, you know, it's about time we turned around and did it again? Yeah, it's talked about a lot. Uh, pretty much every regatta you're at and every every person in the rowing community you talk to, they talk about the 72-8 and how, how great that was for New Zealand rowing. And when we crossed the line... Um, we got a text from Atherwell, who was part of that crew, and he said, congrats on the race, boys. The, the eighth mantle is officially yours. So it's nice that he sent us that text and, and passed the banner on. The oldest uh, people amongst us will remember Atherwell, uh, amongst many other names in that uh, Olympic 8 back in 1972, because he had the widest smile. He, lo- he looked the youngest by a country mile, uh, but he had the widest yeah. smile. Uh, Tom, it wasn't easy. It wasn't easy for you, for you dudes because um, you, you had to go the hard way through the ripper charge. So at that point, going through the ripper charge, not the preferred option, but it seemed to work in your favour. Yeah, the ripper charge certainly isn't the preferred option because it, it means you have to do another race and that's not too flash in terms of fatigue and recovery. But we didn't quite execute our race plan in the heat. Um, you'll notice we were rating a, a few beats too high and Netherlands got the jump on us and we got rattled a wee bit. So going through the ripper charge gave us another chance to consolidate our race plan. Just build confidence as a crew and, and know that what we were doing was good and we just needed to execute it and it was fast enough. Tom, the actual final itself, um, a lot of crews and, and uh, just in the plight of the rowing, even in the canoe sprint, if you got the lead, it was very hard at times to claw it back. That was not the case in your particular situation. You had to finish like a steam train, which you did. Uh, how could you sense that, your position in the back of the boat, how could you sense that you were gaining ground with the work you were doing at hand? Yeah, you can't, um, in rowing, it's, it's considered a crime if you look out of the boat, right? You look out and see where the other crews are because that shows you're not focusing on your game plan. But with my peripherals, I could sort of see that we were gaining ahead of, gaining ahead of the rest of the field. And then with about uh, 600 metres to go, Bondi looked out of the boat, and which is a crime in rowing, but he saw that we were ahead. And when he saw we were ahead with 600 to go, he just started yelling. And I was like, well, if Bondi can look out of the boat, um, it must be a good sign. And that gave us a lot of confidence. Um, and yeah, we, when we got ahead, it does give you a massive amount of confidence. And I thought, let's just keep building this momentum and, and don't catch a crab and we'll see what happens. Uh, oh, if anyone can break the rules of rowing, it's Hamish Bond, isn't it? I mean, if anyone can look out of the boat, it's him. He's, he sits right in front of you, doesn't he? Uh, and so what kind of inspiration is to have the frame of Hamish Bond? You're looking, I guess, at the back of his head most of the time. What kind of inspiration for you, knowing what his success rate has been? It's a huge inspiration, and I was fortunate enough to row the pair with him throughout the season, and he taught me a lot throughout the season and just nuances of how to row a boat and 
and what mentality you need going into a final. And yeah, uh, having him sitting right in front of me gave me a lot of confidence. I, I trusted him. I had a lot of faith in what he could do. And man, when he starts going for it, you've just got to go with him. Otherwise, you'll get left behind. And yeah, when he saw we had the lead with 600 to go, um, you can sort of see he starts pushing the legs down even faster and coming off the front end even faster. So you just go with him and and see what kind of happens. It's uh, 10.10 here on uh, SENZ and we're reliving moment number 19 of 25 in New Zealand's top 25 sporting moments of the last 25 years. A real recent entry into the group and we're reliving it with uh, Tom McIntosh, Hawke's Bay lad, who uh, was at the back of the boat. Uh, he was the guy when uh, they went to produce or present the medals. He was the one putting funny faces into the camera right at the back of the line. So uh, we can tell you were pretty stoked about it at that <laughs> point. But how about when? How about when you actually cross the finishing line? Because if my uh, recognition recognition is correct, you were actually the first human being to win because you were the first human being over the line to get gold. Is that correct? I was. That's, that's bang on the money, Ian. That's <laughs> what are you feel? What are your feelings about that time? You'll always be the first. So, what are you, what were your memories at that moment? At that moment, it was it was a wee bit of of shock, um, just pure elation, really, because it's been a dream of mine for years. I mean, I mean, my sort of my goals were make the elite team and then try and make the Olympics and then oh, if we can get a gold medal, that would be pretty cool. And then it's all kind of happened in the last two years. So. Um, it happened a wee bit earlier than I thought it would, so it's still it's still sinking in. Um, but I'm just I'm just so stoked and proud to have have been able to do that in the men's eight and and for New Zealand. Hey Tom, where did your rowing story start? I mean, you know, you're Hawke's Bay boy. You, you went to uh, Canterbury University, so uh, you're a small business owner. I mean, you've done other things in life. So w- where did the rowing dream, or where did even the possibility start for you? It all started on the Clive River in Hawke's Bay uh, in their novice program. So for anyone listening in from Hawke's Bay, you'll, you'll know the Clive River and you'll, you'll know the, the white Hawke's Bay Rowing Club shed. Um, Dad dragged me down there for their novice program and I always really loved hearing Dad's story, stories about rowing. He was a representative rower himself and, yeah, the camaraderie of the sport, kind of the hard work nature of it, that, that intrigued me a lot. And, yeah, we had a great novice program in Hawke's Bay. We were fortunate enough to win the, the novice eight um, at the National Champs. And that was my first taste of what it's like to be part of a team. And, yeah, I, I really, really loved it. And why the eights? What, what convinced you that the eights was, was your, you know, the, the boat to be in? Eight, it's the Blue Ribbon event in rowing. And it's, um, it's something that New Zealand has struggled to get off the line for a wee while since. And... Yeah, I just think it would be nice to be able to do that with a great gun- bunch of guys and, yeah, really take home the, the Blue Ribbon event for New Zealand. Of course, you speak about the, the Clive River and, um, you know, the rowing club there, of course, the Everswindells. Uh, and there's a lady by the name of Emma Twig uh, associated with Hawke's Bay rowing very, very deeply as well. So um, moments before you achieved gold, she did as well. Uh, were, were you able to witness that, or were you preparing for yours? And, and how did how did you feel? And what have you talked about with Emma? Yeah, so we were just getting on the water when Emma was coming across the finish line. So the way the course works is I could I could see her across the finish line, and I was like, oh, she's in front. And then it confirmed went on the um the big screen, and I was just so stoked for her because she's had a long road to that gold medal, and it's just amazing that she could achieve what she did achieve. 
um, yeah, we've had a good debrief about the race and we'll be coming back to Hawke's Bay uh, in and around the 27th of August and it'll be awesome to share that moment with our fellow Hawke's Bay friends and family. I, I would imagine uh, people get wind of uh, what flight you're on and I'm, I'm not sure you want to divulge that but at this stage, but uh, the brand new Hawke's Bay, um, I can tell you that since you've been away, the brand new Hawke's Bay terminal has been opened it's massive, mate. Plenty of room for people to come and greet you if you want to make it public. So, uh, yeah, uh, and it's, uh, it's really impressive. Uh, speaking of new businesses and development, etc., what is your business? Let's give it a bit of a plug, shall we? Oh, yeah, go on. Actually, it's, it started from Hawke's Bay as well. So in the Cambridge area or the Waikato region, um, uh, my business partner and I, we sell cherries, uh, just distribute them around the, Hawke's Bay, uh, around the Waikato region. So we get our cherries in from... Riverside Cherries and Hawke's Bay and Twyford, and he sends them up on a cool truck, and then we, we move them around Waikato. So we'd move around oh, anywhere to 1 to 1.5 tonnes of cherries over 10 days before Christmas. So if you're in the Waikato and you need fresh cherries for Christmas or for your business clients or, or your business employees, sing out and, and we'll, we'll get you your cherries. Absolutely. You heard it from there. Tom McIntosh, uh, the cherry man. And the Hawks Bay Cherries, I can vouch for those. Hey, right, let's look for Tom. What's what's next for you? Uh, I mean, you've had a taste for it. I mean, you've tasted the best possible uh, feeling. You've tasted gold. Um, you're still a very, very young man. What's next in your rowing mission? Do you have one? Yeah. So, so you're right on that. The um, the gold came a bit earlier than I thought it might. I was uh, originally kind of eyeing up, up Paris to be on the dais. Um, but we've got a cool group group of guys that'll come back from the eight, and so I'll definitely be racing in Paris. Um, yeah, looking forward to see what we can do with the New Zealand rowing team up until then, and and just try to build on what we've we created in Tokyo. What about Bondi, mate? Can you let us in on a secret? Or Bondi has Bondi still got those aspirations? Oh, Bondi will have to say what he's doing. I can't speak for him. Sorry, I would love to, but I can't. <laughs> well, we'd love to see you all back because you deserve to defend it. Hey, Tom, fantastic chatting to you, mate. Um, and I haven't seen you in person for a long time, but my God, have you been a success story? And I congratulate you on that. Uh, and I uh, wish you uh, all the best with your return back to the Bay, mate. And I hope those celebrations are as good as you want them to be. And I'm absolutely sure they will be. So if you're ever passing by Turks, I, for one, will buy you a pint. Don't worry about that. All the best, mate. Travel well. Thank, thank you, Ian. Appreciate it. Great to chat. Yeah. Tom McIntosh there, folks, part of the uh, successful gold, winning, gold medal winning crew of the eights, of course, not that long ago, just two weeks ago, that magic 58 minutes in our sporting history. Uh, and Tom was at the back of the boat, the first par- person past the post. Uh, and, of course, um, if you saw the, the post-match celebrations, um, you'd recognise Tom. He seemed to be having the most fun of everybody when that medal was uh, put around his neck uh, by their coxswain. Sometimes needing new tyres can catch us by surprise. That's why tyre power gives you the power of zip pay and zip money. You can get what you need now, get back on the road safely and pay for it later. Terms and conditions apply. So visit tyrepower.com.au or call 13 91